I like the anticipation here. It's really building excitement <laughs> for this question. Right. I've only read... Oh, sorry. I should say who this is from. This is from Dennis Valente, and he says... What I want to know, do not spoil me, even though he wants to know, he doesn't want to be spoiled. <laughs> Which makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, was Edmure taken nice out sound. the back and killed? Was the blackfish lucky answering the call of nature when he did, or in on it? I can't believe he was complicit in this murder. How many men from Rob's army were there? We only saw him with a small entourage, not the whole army, so hopefully some Northmen will be ready to fight. The Jon Snow scene was different to the book. I think this scene in the show had a few issues. Why did Jon do the runner with only Grit and Orangebeard left? Orangebeard? <laughs> did he not stop like to wonder it. why two direwolves were there? And where is Ghost? It was never explained why Ghost took off and left John last season. Then he helped Sam at the beginning of this season, and then Welcome to Game of Owens After Dark. We don't know what that is either. No, no. Oh yes, I'm just gonna stay for a while if you don't mind. Oh no problem at all. You know, I think somebody has to open the flap and let Ghost on the other side of the wall because he obviously can't rock climb. You know, I mean. <laughs> That's just something that that dire wolves they have a natural limitation. It's the no. Oh my thing. god! But you're right though. Isn't that like literally why he's still not there? Dire wolves <laughs> teleport. Right over the wall. Like how would he? I think he'd probably teleport, right, Zach? Yeah, magic dire wolf teleportation devices. You guys didn't mm. know this. Ah. Uh... George talked about it on Conan. You almost missed it. <laughs> it's a good question though. It's too bad that we can't answer anything because he doesn't want to be spoiled. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always a weird way to preface a question, isn't it? When you say, "Yeah, I want to know, but don't spoil me." Um. Well, I think just wait and see. I mean, the season finale is. <laughs> coming up on Sunday, mm -hmm. and I think it'll answer some of the questions that you have here, especially mm -hmm. as it relates to Edmure and Blackfish. Right. I was kind of worried about them, but then I thought, wouldn't it be almost worse if they, you know, lived and the Frey um, or Walder is, is now using their marriage as an alliance between the houses? He's just like, Edmure, yeah, you, you, you can go survive. You go live. And then he's like, well, he's my son-in-law. What are you going to do? <laughs> the question is, though, who is he going to alliance with? Because there's nobody left. I mean, there are no Tullys left. Oh, the Tullys? Except for Lisa Aaron. I Liza. guess. Liza. Yeah. I'm, I am sorry. Liza Aaron. <laughs> Up Get the bail. Right. Um. <laughs> His brother's Bart. Or her brother's name, Bart. Yeah. Bart, Dennis, yeah. your question, I can understand it, though, because like you, um, I don't know what's happening. And I think a lot of us probably feel the same way. I didn't yeah, even I do. think about the dire wolf situation with crossing the wall until literally just now. The flap mm -hmm. joke, Eric. The flap joke did me in. I was like, where the hell did those wolves come from? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always, I have trouble keeping them apart. I guess they're just using real wolves now instead of CGI huge. Because aren't they like supposed to be quite, quite, quite big? Let's say enormous. Yeah. Enormous. Right. Enormous. Yeah, but they, they were big on the show. So there's that. But um, I mean, how many of those do you think they could fit in in, in a in a shot? So that's why we had two, not yeah. three. I don't really know. Remember Twilight? Really small wolves. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna start communing with each other, uh, Breaking Dawn style. I wish dire wolves could apparate though, because Grey Wind kind of had a, a hard 
uh, time Delta Delta hard dinner <laughs> um, on Sunday's episode. And uh, oh, Samantha God. Ripper agrees with me. Samantha Ripper said uh, on the Facebook page, I'm cut that Grey Wind didn't take out a few people too. See, that that's that's the thing. We've seen two direwolves now killed completely um I want to say helplessly. You know, Lady was the first and Grey Wind. Am I am I even forgetting one? I feel like there could be a third. No, no, that's, that was killed that's... without going down without a fight. You know, like no. Because if you if you go at these direwolves, they can uh he's like, Come at me, bro, you know, I'll take you apart. That's how they talk. It's it's <laughs> a good yeah, point. come at me, bro. That's how Grey Wind talks. I don't know. It's a good point, but I think that just kind of emphasizes how horribly unfair all of the red wedding was you know mm. like they didn't even I, I don't know it would be stupid of them to let it out for a fair fight like <laughs> right right no absolutely. we're gonna give the direwolf a chance but you Spear know what him, I mean? no like, let him out <laughs> let it well, find the bear first see who survives over the bear pits yeah well, like. i guess it's regarding the men though that are standing outside i want to say the 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 great hall <laughs> yes. to the right. phrase but they're rob's men right so what are they gonna do when they see like when walter frey comes out and he's like so your king's dead um, you know, but on the other hand, what what can they do? And and now, correct me if I'm wrong. These are the remaining guys, right? Not including the Karstarks, because I can see like if Karstarks people are still there, they'll be like, screw that, we don't care about him anyway. You know, he sealed his fate when he killed our uncle. Right. So like that's that's like the bare bare bones, all that he had left, right? So I guess they'd be Pretty outnumbered. Much, yeah. No. I mean, they were setting themselves up for slaughter. It's really quite terrible. And the, the the worst thing about that whole situation with Edmir and the rest of the Tullys, I haven't even really thought about them because I've still been dealing with the weight of what happened. How are oh, you? God. How are you feeling, Zach? You're, the loss of Rob is it still? <laughs> it's it's not good. And no. I'm, it's well. I mean, you can imagine. Okay, so we recorded the episode. I remember directly after we were done watching it, I like paced alone for ten minutes before I even came back to the computer to record Skype. I know you were like, I need a minute. Yeah, and I wasn't even. It wasn't something because I can imagine myself trying to do something like that one day in the future to be funny, but it was real emotion, and I'm so ashamed <laughs> of it. And then when we recorded, it was fine because I was I was with my friends and we were having a great time. When we were talking about it. And it was so fun. And then when the next morning came around when I was editing the episode for release that day and I kept seeing everyone tweeting in and Facebooking in about how they were excited to listen to the episode, I was like, you guys are so excited about our grief. <laughs> I want to hear these people terrible. be sad. It's pretty funny. Uh, like I, I find the reaction from the from the book fans really funny. Like they're so proud. Like they've written it themselves. Like yeah. <laughs> But they just want you to experience to experience the complete and utter like devastation that they had to go through. I think that's I what it is. I feel for you because <laughs> I thought the show was was rough, and it, they they turned it up to eleven as George has, has been right. caught saying. Yeah, but I'm imagining a book reader. We we have thematic. Uh, Selena was talking so much, and how in this episode you can tell that they are definitely cheerily building toward something negative. But when you're reading, you're just reading a book, and they're at a wedding, and then you turn that page, and then you know someone gets shot with a crossbow. You know, <laughs> pretty much. Shit, yeah. that's yeah. the life we live. Damn. <laughs> but it, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because that's kind of how George R. R. Martin phrased it when he was on Conan the other night. And he said that he wants his readers to be afraid to turn the page. And mm -hmm. that's sadistic in a way, but... I think it's absolutely brilliant. It is brilliant. I, w I was going to say something like that, but you know, <laughs> people are going to jump on it and be like, 
he's out of his mind. What is he doing? You know, he, he, but that's my goal in life is to have someone when they're referring to me, like he's out of his mind. Like, so George <laughs> is doing it. So good. Well, good job on you, George. No, just in the few days after the episode aired, seeing all of the media, people's reactions, um, you know, even his guest spots uh, or his guest spot on Conan, um, you know, he's everybody's talking about him. Everybody's talking about him or his work. This week, even more so than ever, I think. Isn't that great? And isn't it just great in general to see like how the Game of Thrones... I mean, I talked about this last week too, but I'm still just so in awe that the Game of Thrones fan base did it again. Because let's not kid ourselves. If word had been out, oh yeah, in season three, Rob and Kat died. If that if that had right. been common knowledge, nobody would have cared like this, you know? And it's, just, it's like Ned all over again. And it's... It's worse, and people are genuinely upset. People are genuinely saying, I'm not watching this crappy show anymore. It's the <laughs> best. <laughs> we'll see on Sunday. <laughs> because people yeah. care. Yeah, so right, a, of course. A big round of applause to Selena and myself for not spoiling. <laughs> yes. Uh, if we just say oh, so yeah. ourselves. Yeah, pat yourselves on the back. <laughs> a big pat yourselves on the back. Uh, pat a cake on the It's funny back. because there were a couple of comments that I read on winnerscoming.net about being too spoilery. Uh, in in our analysis leading up to the Red Wedding. And I always said, look, I never say what's going to happen. I never say who's going, uh, who, who it's going to involve or where it's going to happen. And I think that that was the key is that, look, you guys knew something big, something epic was coming. I don't know if you knew it was on the scale, but I wasn't going to, and I know Selena wasn't going to you know, paint the full picture for you guys, but we wanted you guys to know that, that something big was coming. Uh, and I think that this episode definitely delivered. Yeah. These people were friends, right? And so uh, just think about the time when, no, we've been just making this podcast. Think about natural conversations. And of course, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones a little bit more than extra because we make a show about it together. And I am, I am very thankful, glad that throughout group conversations and throughout just like normal like hey I won Paul McCartney ticket conversations like literally I haven't got a text that was like Snape kills Dumbledore you know Rob is dead and mm-hmm. wedding, right? you know what I mean yeah. so it's cool that it, it was great to be surprised and no that- listeners have done that to you guys either I mean nobody's right. tweeted at you yeah. it's amazing it could have been a, it, actually I yeah I do want to thank people for not spoiling me via t- Twitter because that's the easiest thing to do is just at reply me this happens yeah. like mm-hmm. shit <laughs> Nobody sure. did that, so thank you. On the yeah, other please. hand, guys, I can I can confirm right here, exclusively on the podcast, everybody is a Targaryen. Shit. <laughs> there you Ruining go. The Targaryen timeline. <laughs> Even those who've been burned and hurt by fire, apparently. Yep. Especially those people, yeah. And the ones mm-hmm. who aren't blonde, yes, definitely. I feel like we should make some kind of song that just goes like, the Starks are Targaryens, the Lannisters are Targaryens, everybody's Targaryen. <laughs> hey, 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 Eric, write this, please. We need this for episode 117. It must be prepared. Oh my God, 117, yes. all right. We're going to need it in the Dropbox. Please. We got, it. we got a comment on Winter is Coming that really puts this episode in perspective. It's from somebody called Just a Random. That's me. So, Makes me think that they don't want to be known. Oh, it's Micah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but Not just a really. random said, basically it's a list of what they're looking forward to in the next episode based on what happened in this episode. So a list. It's a, yeah, it's a short list. It's good though. It's, Is it's it bulleted? Good. It's, it's good. It's good. Is it bulleted? It's bulleted. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Are you, Here's are what you I'm just looking, saying that to make us feel better? <laughs> Here's what I'm looking forward to after that reception. The equivalent Uh-oh. of a cash bar, if you ask me. Okay. Oh, I see it. 
Can't wait to see Brienne's reaction. So loyal to Lady Stark and now indebted to Stumpy Lannister. <laughs> Stumpy Lannister. <laughs> that shouldn't be funny, but it is. Hey, Next, <laughs> Next bullet point. Will John make it right and convince Egret to let him keep his genitals where they belong, assuming they meet again? That's a John mystery. and Egret. Did we, that was a point we overlooked on Monday, I think, specifically that Egret got screwed by John. What do you think? Do you think it's over between them, Selena? I mean, I think that that what he did, I just in retrospect, it just makes me laugh. Like not in a bad way, but it's just all season. Igret has literally been spouting the same line about you know you can be loyal to these people or that those people or your woman, and it's all about your woman, Jon Snow, and blah blah blah. And then he's just like the first sign of trouble. He's like, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just it's it's sad and it's funny, (laughs) and I don't know what's gonna happen there because it's it's somewhat different from the book. But I mean, I can I can see how they ladies let this be a lesson. But (laughs) looks aren't everything. <laughs> don't don't just assume that yeah <laughs> you can preach all you want will he listen yep. no he no. kind of flipped Are the you? whole you know you could nothing see it in his eyes uh, you her. know right exactly she knew nothing yeah. but you could see every she, time she started talking about that loyalty thing he was like here she goes again well <laughs> there's loyalty huh? just because i picked her up off the wall when she was falling mm. also fellas listen uh, playing dumb appears to work. Uh, so just take it from Jon Snow. <laughs> Ooh, life lessons there. So next, uh, next bullet point: Arya and the Hound. A twist on the classic Disney movie. <laughs> ne- yes. <laughs> yep. Never thought of that. The Wolf and the Hound. Kindred spirits. Perfect. Um. Okay. Danny Desert Fabio. I wonder if that's like a rain a range of action figures. Desert Fabio, like Mountain Fabio. You know, cave Fabio. But what else? Anyway, everybody hates wise. the cave Fabio. D- Danny, Desert, thing. Fabio, and Jura. When a love triangle turns into one straight line, yeah. oh, Barristan? is that who they're talking about? No, I don't know. Danny, Fabio, Jura. That's three. Fabio, Fabio is the Fabio, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah of course. No, 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 no. no. This is not no. an equal opportunity podcast, Mike. <laughs> That's why Joffrey kicked him out. So Tyrion, Shay, and Sansa, good luck with that, Tyrion. I guess I echo that. Good luck. And question mark, has Littlefinger sailed off the planet? It appears so. <laughs> I know. It sailed does. off the end of the universe. How many episodes Discworld ago was style. that that Sansa watched him leave? That was like five or six, right? E- Episode five or six? I want to say yes. Yeah, he's been yeah. gone for a while. Yeah. Usually they should uh, they should just show him landing and doing whatever he needs to do. Um but, he got uh, attacked by pirates. He did. Jack Sparrow got him. Mm-hmm. Ah, Sparrow. Salador San is him coming back. Salador San, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We need some more Salador San in, in this he season. Was he was Salador yeah. things up. Yeah, yes. I agree. Next bullet point. Tywin has power like a boss. Joffrey is a weasel. I still hate them both. And finally, I really hope Bolton gets his. Never trust a Bolton. Michael or Roos. I can think of his office space. <laughs> well, I don't trust Michael Bolton, but Roos Bolton's always done a solid by me. You're right, Eric. Eric. (laughs) You personally. This was a great comment. This is pretty Mm -hmm. much all that we've been kind of like hinting toward. Like, what are you guys looking forward to exactly? And he slash she summed it up in a great comment. So that was cool. See, Mm -hmm. there's still stuff to look forward to. Everybody, the show isn't over now. Yeah, guys, little finger selling (laughs) off the the planet. Even though the producers say that. (laughs) Think about how they film that. Mm -hmm. That's something. What if Westeros is flat? Like, what if the world, that world is flat? It would explain explain a few things. 
Yeah, a couple of things. Mm. Like, uh, like, like how Rob Stark is able to ride the London tube. <laughs> Just an the absolute HBO thrill snow. to meet you. First of all, I'm a huge <laughs> fan of the show. All of us are. That's a There's big moon. Fans of the show, and um, so much Doors to talk mask. about. Well, it's great to be here. It's going to yeah, crack well, open and all, dragons are going to come pouring out. Oh, no. The last episode on Next Sunday week. melted people's it minds. It did melt people's uh, minds. Not just me. <laughs> my yeah. eyeballs melted out of my head. <laughs> the reaction was stunning, and I was thinking, what is it about Look this show Game of Thrones? Look how pleased he is with himself. He has some swagger. Yeah. Good really job. Good going, George. characters, love them, think yeah, they're central like, to I everything, and then you kill them. You sick bastard. I love how we just called him a sick bastard. I do do that. Yes, it's true. Uh, <laughs> why do I you love do that? Them. Why do you? Uh, you have this way of completely surprising people. They think, well, at least this character I know is going like to be around for a Santa while. Santa Claus. But yeah. no, this is you have a you have a way of surprising us. I, I suppose you write the sort of stuff you like to read, and as a reader or as a viewer of television and film, I always like unexpected things, and uh, I always like the suspense to be real. You know, we've all seen the movies where the hero. Is in in trouble. He's surrounded by twenty people, uh, but you know he's. Gonna get <laughs> he's so big after, on this though, yeah. and you, you don't really yeah. do absolutely fear for him. I want my readers and I want my viewers to be afraid uh, when when my characters are in danger. I want them to be afraid to turn the next oh. page because the next <laughs> character may not survive it. You've achieved that. Uh, <laughs> do you now? Now, now that's a television show and a very popular television show. You have actors. This is the biggest thing that's ever happened to them. You must have actors begging you, please. Please oh, don't kill my character. That. Has that happened? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, uh, we, we had uh, recently uh, out here in Los Angeles, we had the premiere for the third season. We had a wonderful party, a big premiere at Grauman's Chinese Theater. And uh, I, at one point at the, at the party before the premiere, I found myself talking with, uh, with three actors, uh, some of whom I was just meeting for the first time. It was a delightful conversation. I had a moment where I realized they were all dead. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they don't know it. They don't know it. Well, actually, one of them knew it, but the other two didn't know it yet. Because, you know, they would know it if they'd read the book. <laughs> there you go, George. Good point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good casting the show. Take a few, take a few weeks. That's strange. It's yeah. like you know the future. You're talking to these people. They're like, I just love doing the show. It's the book. And you know you're talking to a dead man. I do, yes. Uh, well, but there was one uh, actress, I won't, I won't say her name, who at that same party said, oh, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. I don't want to die. I love doing this show. Yeah. And I know that she, she does die. So. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very, very, who is very it? guilty. And I don't well, know. I'm, I'm thinking, thinking these characters when they're just people on paper, but when you actually meet the actors who portray them and you know you're making people unemployed, it, uh, it does bring up a certain amount of guilt feelings. Okay. Wow. You know, it's curious. Like you, like, That's uh, true, you have this way mm. of taking the most central characters to a show and you have no fear in just getting rid of them. George is playing the, the writer game behind of Thrones. This show, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Who would you it. get rid of for maximum <laughs> thrills and chills? This is great. He is the game. Well, you know, that this is great. Who was behind it? I, I, I suppose as the heir to the throne, you would be the conspirator <laughs> who would uh, be arming the band with crossbows. Right, sure. So you would have me killed pretty quickly by Andy and the band, right? Wow. And the band is there just like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> like, we want to see that! Are we sure uh, they have no oh crossbows God. over there? You know, they've, they've Trust me. It's a trumpet. Put it down. It's dangerous. <laughs> they're in a state where they can't do anything. Uh... <laughs> It's, isn't, that was great. It, isn't it so great how we're basically basically just setting ourselves up for loving these characters and then they die?
Like that's basically yeah. why we why we read these shit, these books. I got a comment about the the actors though that are saying like "Don't kill me," etc. With the exception of like Theon, who's being tortured episode after episode, I imagine shooting a death scene would be fairly satisfying. It's got to be fun to die. It's got to be fun to act to die. Like, yeah, but that's wouldn't it like if you, if you go in battle, if you go, if, if you go down in battle, though, really, though, it's got to be a satisfying part. Well, that's part the of thing. None of these people go down in battle. They all go down yeah. without that's any true. means of defense whatsoever. And plus, then you're gone. Like, if you want a death scene, death yeah, scene, you exactly. want it in like season nine or like 11 <laughs> not that there's gonna be one but don't kill me till season nine yeah <laughs> no don't kill me till episode nine because episode two and three deaths aren't as big exactly. yeah yeah really <laughs> they won't get gonna the kill ratings me, make it on episode nine that's yeah. like the build-up deaths like poor roz was just a warm-up oh, please don't God. kill me on a holiday <laughs> and he did it in a montage too roz must be pissed i know <laughs> oh shit like where's my red wedding <laughs> the key that i took away from all of that though is that these people really care about what they do. You know, they're so yeah. immersed in this story and the filming of the show that they don't want to leave. And I think that's says something for the caliber of people that they have doing the show uh, each and every week. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, especially because they mentioned actors who this is the only thing that they do. Um, you know, it's just like, well, when they're shooting six months out of the year or however long it is, um, they're into it. You know, and they're, they are these characters. And for a lot of people, for the people who haven't read his books, myself included, they are these characters, um, which is pretty big. So he said he even feels guilt about it because now he met them. I think he's just saying that. I think he loves it. Come I on. know. I don't think he's guilty at all. <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah. No, this is a great interview that Conan did, though. Um, probably the best I've seen of George. And I might be a little biased because I enjoy late night programs, but. We just watched one of three that's on Winter's Coming right now, and it's fun. The reactions that we, – we, we aren't going to watch this one, but I definitely suggest if you guys are listening, on that show, he reacts, I suppose, probably for the first time mm. um, to videos of his fans reacting to <laughs> the thing he wrote in The Red Wedding years ago on a TV show years later. Now, that must be crazy. <laughs> definitely like an out-of-body experience, you know, beside yourself with uh... – these reactions videos of people you have no idea who they are across the country just being just mourning in front of their television <laughs> screens yeah there's the one girl who's hiding behind her pillowcase or something <laughs> how do you know it was a girl uh, she was hiding know, behind the pillowcase oh it's this noise she made was very feminine oh okay oh, you never... well it could have been a guy Yes, maybe it was a guy. All right, there this I is said important it. Important to talk about now. <laughs> but uh, Micah, please tell me what you were saying. No, I just think that um, it just completely threw me off course of what I was going to say. No clue. Oh no, he jokingly refers in this clip that it's it's actually the people who experienced the red wedding, uh, however many years ago it was when it was first published uh, back in the nineties who were taping all of their friends and family who are now experiencing the Red Wedding uh, through uh, TV. So Years later. All these mm -hmm. years later. And wow. I, I wonder what the uh, – it must be an interesting time gap in between all the hate mail he's received you know, all those years ago uh, versus what he will now be receiving. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually quite a different medium <laughs> if you think about it because I'm sure back then people – well, it was email, was it 93 the book came out? So email probably wasn't as relevant. And right. now here you are in 2013. 
I'm sure people have much easier means of getting to George and, and giving him a hard time for what he's the done. Funny, the funny thing is, though, is that, I mean, I've seen it, and I know a lot of people have been joking about this, but there are legitimately people, first with Ned, now with Robin Catlin, who are like, how dare he? They should change this for the show. He can't kill off anymore. It's like, guys... <laughs> This happened 20 years ago. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> it really did. He says 13 years. He says yeah. 13 years ago, this book was published, which is the right. third book. I can't believe that. You can be upset, but you can't yeah. expect them to, I mean, on come on. <laughs> you know. Well, fortunately, and on this third clip on the page, he does say there's a little blame to go around because D.B. Weiss and Benioff um, also changed some things. And we mentioned this on Sunday's show, too. That's right. Um, that that there were some things that were even I guess George says a little more intense. I just killed a spire. Well, yeah, Go and on. you know it, that's funny There's... you said that because I was watching at one point feeling like a horrible person. Uh, all of those reaction videos on on YouTube um, is Winter's Coming's fault. They linked to it, so there. But I was <laughs> watching, did. and I realized that what everybody is reacting to is is Talisa's death. And I know it's because it happens first and because it's shocking and because she was pregnant and because it was a terrible, terrible thing to see. It was much more brutal than Rob and Catelyn's deaths. But the thing is that that happens and everyone's like, <gasps> and like, and then whenever Rob and Catelyn die, you're already in this sort of state of just watching with like this wide eyed, just, mm -hmm. just like, no. It's like no, like yeah, you know, no, what's, you know what's coming, and you and it just makes it so much worse and so much better, and and it's and that didn't happen in the books, and I love, I mean, I don't love it; it was terrible. But using it for the show, people are like, oh no, no, it's just gratuitous. They just made her pregnant to make it worse. Yeah, but at the same time, I think they also got a completely different reaction to Robin Catlin's death. That wasn't the shock; that was just the complete. Devastation of devastation. knowing it yeah. was coming, and they they got that with with killing Talisa first. So I'm I'm glad they did it because it changed the rest of it. Does that yeah, make sense? And, and she's another character that's been around for two seasons. I mean, we don't we mm. don't necessarily think of her on the same level as a Rob or a Catalan, but you know she's been integral as well to the story. And that's just right. somebody else now that we won't see moving forward. Well, we just, we just, <laughs> I think we just didn't because we thought she was evil. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we were like convinced that she was a bad guy. <laughs> well, this may not sound as profound as I'm hoping for it to, but just because like the, the fact that she got stabbed, um, where she did and how she did, I saw it as a, again, not profound here, but direct attack on the lineage. And it's basically Walter Frey saying to hell with your lineage, to hell with your family. You know, by, by, by attacking the heir to the King of the North, you know, it's, it's just, that was the most personal attack he could have ever possibly made. And he doesn't give a damn, you know? So I, I think that was, that was made pretty clear by the first attack. And, and then everything else just kind of set in afterwards that the phrase have decided to attack House Stark and demolish them. And it forever curses the Frey house. I mean, nobody will ever take him or his family seriously ever again in any sort of alliance. So, you know, while he might be aligned with the Lannisters right now, and he might be allied with the Boltons right now and, and any other family that is part of that Lannister alliance, mm -hmm. just think about what this means for his family name. I don't know that he necessarily cares in the larger picture because I think as Selena pointed out on the last episode, he's the late Walder Frey. He doesn't mm -hmm. really have to think about that. 
much moving <laughs> forward. But for wow. his family, I mean, he's damned his family in this world now moving forward because Absolutely. of what he's done. Well, a fair few of them participated, right? It wasn't just Lord Walder Frey and the servants, right? Or was it? Like, how many no, Freys no. do you think really involved? I think they were, were really 17. involved. And that's a really yeah. interesting point because that's stupid when you think about it that way. What? Like, it's stupid of, of them to not realize what Walder's doing. It's stupid of them to follow Walder in general. Like, that's always been weird. Yeah, it's it's always been strange to me. Like, in this world where they they have death is considered such a such a viable option like in this world that George has created like there are no rules of of being a good person like you can literally if you disagree with someone if someone is annoying you literally just stab them and move on that's how the world works <laughs> so i feel like that's what have been one of the things reading the books that has always made me made me wonder is why the hell some fray heir didn't just stab him <laughs> Because in well, this it's like world, the Craster situation, right? It's the Craster situation, though. They kept him alive. All of his daughters kept him alive through, you know, everything they were going through, and they didn't kill him. Yeah. And Frey, I would argue Frey openly different. insults them. Frey openly insults all of them, calls them belly squirts and all sorts of weird shit. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just like, why didn't anybody knife him? You know, he yeah. commands a sort of respect, like through through family. You but, know, and this is this is not to to be sexist in any way, but you know, Craster kills all of his sons. Do you think if his yeah. sons had grown up, that they would have posed more opposition to somebody like Craster? Um, than or well, I think some the girls are daughters. all like inbred, and they don't know any better because they don't really have a lot of interaction with anybody outside of the. Outside of that family. To tell them that that's wrong. Right. Also, I think, yeah, to continue your question, Mike, I think that, uh, you know, if he had started to kill some of the girls for some stupid reason, maybe they stopped producing boys, weren't producing it fast enough. If he had started to kill some of the women, I think they also, the other women would have then mm -hmm. saw cause, cause to alarm and to raise up. But maybe it's the whole kinslaying thing. Like that is still, even in Westeros, that is still considered a, a terrible, terrible thing. Yeah. Uh, I did want to just circle back t to this about how the phrase have broken the laws of hospitality because I do think that it's seen throughout the entire realm as being this huge, huge mistake. And even you see Tyrion in the previews for next week's episode saying the North will remember this or the North will never forget this. And I think what George is saying though is that anything goes – in, in, in not to reiterate points that he's driven home over and over and over again, but even in this world where you know, we saw them having the bread and salt and, and observing the pleasantries of being invited into somebody else's home and given their protection, that it doesn't mean shit at the end of the day. Or maybe you could say that, yeah, they were there given the protection for the wedding. Once the wedding was over, it was all fair game. It's a brutal world, and I don't think it's much different than what it used to be like here, you know, only a couple hundred years ago. I don't mean here necessarily in the United States, but across this planet. And we don't have much frame of reference to a world like this today. So when we read these fantasy stories, a lot of them have rules. Like, I'm going to bring up Potter, but there's rules and regulations even when you're mixing around with the bad people. But mm -hmm. in this... There really is a gray area with good and bad people, and there's a constant danger at every turn because this is a cutthroat society. So like he said in the video, you know, turn a page and some serious shit might happen. Indeed. This is the perfect example that 
not only can that happen in this book, but inside of their world, it happened to those characters. I mean, that's the last place you think you're going to get assassinated. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. At a wedding? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But the problem is for me, I mean, now after the Red Wedding, like I just, I get, I get I'm surprised when people don't kill each other. Like that really, that's like my gut reaction <laughs> yeah, to now. everything that happens so, in, the, in the book. I'm well, like, we why don't like each other and we're both going to walk away alive. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's the just next we're going to dispute. You are yeah. expecting to just be an absolute bloodbath, oh, yeah. is that what yeah. you're saying? Everyone will die. <laughs> people will get married on the battlefield and people will kill each other at weddings. It's wedding season. It is just really funny that I think that like that is the reaction that you get after you get so desensitized, I think, to the realities of this world that you just, you know, you, you can't. That's the reality here. They all just kill each other. So that's what you expect to happen now every time. I'm like surprised mm-hmm. there's any characters left at this point. I'm not impressed or entranced with just the concept of of killing good characters. When we talk about this, I don't think it's like the golden star point of this whole situation. Like, mm-hmm. hey, someone died and something is sh- shaken up. It's really crazy. Um, I think that the coolest part about all of this is these people that were so important moved the story to a place that it needed to move. And like he says, when he speaks about his writing, this is where it naturally felt like it should just happen. Yeah. Like they ran their course, they did what they could. And, you know, the good guys just don't always win. You know, Uh, statistics are real. And you know what? They made a couple bets that failed and they got taken out. It's a really good point. It is very realistic. And George even said the expectation was that. Your Rob was going to rise up in Ned's place and he was going to go out there and avenge his father's death. And mm-hmm. not so fast. That's and he could have. Happen. <laughs> you know, but he, he have, made a yeah. bad decision. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to add, though, for people who are looking for some sort of historical context on the Red Wedding, uh, George did an interview with the, the Huffington Post and he talks about two events that he kind of combined together to create the Red Wedding. They were called the Black Dinner and the Massacre of Glencoe. So head on over and check that out because I think it provides a little bit of insight into his twisted, warped mind. So anyway, we did have some more video uh, about that topic about George R. R. Martin. There's, of course, the two other videos uh, that winner is coming from The Conan Show. And there's actually another College Humor video um, that they did where it was George R. R. Martin responding to the Red Wedding uh, backlash from fans. And I thought that video was hilarious. We'll put that in the show notes. Obviously, we're all still dealing with the aftermath of the Red Wedding, but ever since Sunday night, we've been seeing a stream of submissions from Twitter, Facebook, and the comment sections on their respective websites, even some iTunes reviews. Um, Specifically, we thought it'd be cool if we talked about some things that were written on Facebook because oftentimes we forget about the wall. Don't we? Yeah. Do. <laughs> but the wall <laughs> took a cold uh, one. serious blow. I was going to say a lot of ice <laughs> started to fall off uh, after last Sunday's episode. Just so many people pouring in uh, <laughs> with their comments, with their owns <laughs> of the episode. Um, starting off with Brittany Hansen, who says, Phrase, I'll get another one is the best by far. But Arya pleading for the old man's life and then whacking him over the head was so very. Her. Excellent. <laughs> Has she done that before? Why is that so very her? It's just very an Arya thing to do. Like, she would never kill <laughs> so him, she'll knock him. <laughs> that is so Raven. <laughs> Sorry, it's late. It's after dark. Excuse us. Yes. Did uh, we not say that? Yes. Yeah. We said that it was That's after dark. like the fourth time I've said that. Yeah. <laughs> it is after dark. It actually is. Not for is, Selena, yes. though. 
right? Nope. So no, this is here. opposite. I Damn. know, it's amazing. <laughs> this is parallel game bones. We're all sluggish, and you're just like, I'm about to go run. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peggy Ruiz also agrees with Brittany, saying Walder Frey owned his wife. I'll get another one. Uh, Nicole <laughs> Kenny, one of the best. Just owned his wife. And one of the most twisted episodes yet. And even if you read the books and knew it was coming, it still hits you like a sack of bricks. Brilliant. <laughs> And Hodor. <laughs> I'm just thinking of that scene in Home Alone 2 where he gets hit with the bricks. <laughs> yeah, dude, sacks of bricks are dangerous. They should be outlawed. Very dangerous. Oh, my God. Their their comments have a lot of likes themselves. Peggy had 12 likes and Nicole has nine. Look at yeah, that. That's fancy. That. Likes among likes. Likes among comments. How about uh, Chris Bracco who says his own was Hodor, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I did that justice, but I tried. Yeah, it sounded about right, yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Donovan giving a nod to the readers of the books for keeping the Red Wedding secret pretty well for so long. Adam Minahan says, George R. R. Martin with a heart of stone, merciless mother effer. Wow. Uh, Nate Rooney says, Roos Bolton with the chainmail reveal or with the Lannisters send their regards, quote. That was Uh, chilling, wasn't it? It was. Now, next name, somebody help me. Is it Sion? Sion. Sion. Sian. Sian. Sean. See, Sean. That's your name, Sean. I need no, I think we need Sian, to get maybe? <laughs> If it's Welsh, I don't know. Sian, yeah. Sian. Yeah. Gaffney says, Catelyn slapping Roose Bolton, followed by him hightailing it across the room. Uh, <laughs> Gillard Goldenberg saying the blackfish for the look he gave the Frey girls. Mm. <laughs> that, those were the less attractive of the uh, yeah. Frey girls. Uh, Dale Harris the <laughs> saying the slight giggle smirk from Walder Frey when he says the hospitality that you deserve. Oh, foreshadowing. Five shadowing. <laughs> <laughs> That's one up. That's yeah. the next step. <laughs> uh, Amanda Vivian Howard says the effects department gets her own for bringing us finally Grey Wind, Shaggy Dog, and Summer. R.I.P. Mm. Grey Wind. Oh, oh Graven. Did you guys see that cartoon on Winter's Coming? That was the cutest yeah. thing. Oh, I did, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Mary Shine, also, if no one has said it, Aria to the Hound. Someday I'm going to put a sword through your eye and out the back of your skull. She's so violent. Gosh, she's just trying to take her to her mommy. Come on. Oh, come on. Do you blame her? <laughs> <laughs> she's seen a few too many violent movies. Or maybe it or was just real that she life saw her events. Had dad get his head cut off. Right. I mean, there's that too. This one's from Millie Hernandez. She says, "El episodio que era brutal, me encantó y hasta el rey." So, wow. Yes. C C C C C. Sarah Adams says the band owned the reins of Castamere, which in Gracias. turn owned Cat's peace of mind. Yeah, yes. she was really worried about that music. This one it was a little slow. Is for Selena. Are people going to dance to this? Yeah, she's like, do I have to dance? <laughs> Selena, here you go. You ready for this one? I'm ready. And again, says, Rickon owned my heart. <gasps> I liked him much better than the hostile nutcracking variety. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Brilliant. Brilliant. I still can't get over how like brilliant that scene was. Yeah, I'm surprised how many Starks are left. To be honest, <laughs> it's something you never hear anybody saying, right? <laughs> um, there's still four or five of them if you count Jon Snow, right? There's Rick and Sansa, Arya, yeah, um, Jon Snow, and Bran. Mm-hmm. So there you go, still five kids. They're yeah, they're, they're, taking, they're basically lobbing them off in order of um, age. 
<laughs> yeah, they are, aren't they? God, who's the so next far. oldest? It would be uh, Sansa. Yeah, unless you count Rob. Uh, well, I mean, you mean John? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Potato. No, but Potato. yeah, John. John would be John or Bran. Yeah, guess, depending logically. on. Oh no, Sansa or uh, or John, depending on. Yeah. Mm. Dun dun dun! They're Targaryen. <laughs> Let's go to a different twist on owns here from Madeline Zinn says Grey Worm owning the Yunkai slavers men. He didn't even need Fabio or the bear there. He could have taken that city with his spear alone. Yep. Oh, great. Yep. Grey Worm love. I love it. <laughs> love Grey Worm. He doesn't get enough. <laughs> I'm a huge Grey Worm fan, honestly, guys. Yeah. He's pretty good at that your spear. favorite character yeah. in the show. He, you know what? I need. I needed someone after Rob <laughs> to fill that space. Rebound, <laughs> rebound, Rob. Not, not this episode. Tough, tough name to have. Uh, Ashley Harrison says that smile from Roose Trollton after Catelyn sees the chain. Yes. Mm-hmm. You all right, Eric? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, Joanne Mary Abernathy says Bran owned Hodor. <laughs> Literally succinct and true. Like this one from Jeffrey D. Eggleston, who says the hound for owning the fact that he loves pig's feet. Absolutely. <laughs> I love pig's feet. <laughs> That's part of the pig. <laughs> and uh, the final one uh, that we're reading here from our Facebook wall, which is melting with tears after the red oh, wedding, wow. comes from Moji Fagbemi, who says Walder Frey owning Rob. Oh, which no. just about says it all. It's so obvious. <laughs> hey, it's a great own. None of us had the balls to say it. I okay. know, I know, I know. Rob yeah. was owned. Yeah. He knew nothing. And now he's dead. <laughs> it's just great to see all this feedback, don't you guys think, from yeah. this particular episode? It's so great it's that wonderful. the fandom has come alive. No pun intended. Sorry, Rob. Too soon. Um, but after you know this big event that we were all sort of just, I think fa- book fans were just so worried. I think that's part of the anticipation of like, please, please love this or or hate this, hate love this as much as we did, and and everybody did, and even us who who read the books thought it was amazing. It didn't let us down. It's been a scary road doing the show and not reading because yeah. absolutely. Um, and I, I know this is the same for Eric. Um, I'm a, I'm an avid reader. And so being interested in the series this much and not reading the books for yeah. the show has yeah. been so incredibly hard. It's been, yeah. There are three books right now of everything <laughs> that I have saved as a file on my iPad right now. You know what I mean? Then I could just flip open and, and read. And it's, it's a challenge because for this, for this show, we, we would like to keep the field open for a character inside or, or people inside the show that you guys can listen and relate to. Cause a lot of you guys have not read the books mm-hmm. and a lot of you guys are just watching the show with us. But I have a feeling that this event is going to change that for a lot of people. And that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I hope people know that if they want to pick up the books, but they want it, they intend to pick up where this season leaves off, you still have to read book three, um, right? Because seasons three yeah. and four are all from book three. Yeah. So right. just if anybody's thinking of skipping the first two books, which I don't think you should do anyway, um, because we know there's plenty of stuff in book two that wasn't in season two or happened mm-hmm. differently. So, but, uh, you know, this, this next season will also be from book three, so... Don't start with book four or you'll be a little confused. Actually, probably a lot confused. confused. (laughs) There's still a ways to go with with this book slash seasons. A lot of events left to take place before you dive into the next book. So I would definitely recommend 
as Eric, you said, start at season one or start at book one, I should say, because there's just so much backstory. There's so much information. Um, you join along with us, try and get through uh, a Game of Thrones. And uh, I would think in the not too distant future, uh, not to speak for all of us, but we'll be starting up uh, uh, Clash of Kings so you can read along with us. Yeah, yeah it's foreseeable. It's be exciting. Yeah. It's really cool because if you guys have just started listening to this show during the fervor of this new season, there is an entire back catalog, not only talking about season two when it came out, which is we started before season two of last year, but there's an entire off season filled with chapter by chapter inside of the first book. So if you haven't read yet and you'd like to, some people have said it's a fun companion. So take their advice and give it a shot. It'd be cool. Yeah, some people have said in certain particular five-star reviews that it's a good companion, so there you oh, go. No. Awesome. So speaking of iTunes, as Eric so speaking of eloquently transitioned You just ruined it by saying he speaking tried. of. <laughs> I commend you. I commend you. Uh, we do have a couple of reviews here over the last uh, couple of days since the, uh, the Red Wedding episode. And uh, thankfully, all of our listeners uh, that I can see here did leave us five-star reviews, so I thank you all for that. Uh, Sun Kiki says this podcast owns iTunes like that one. Hmm. Next one from Adrian Santoso good, says good. great podcast. Thank you. These are very, very uh, comprehensive reviews, as you can tell. A hey, brevity is the soul of wit, Micah. Is it though? Well, it was a great <laughs> review. It really was. It means a lot when you guys do this. Uh, n- next review comes from Ivan Yosha, who says... My favorite GOT podcast, while there are other GOT podcasts out there for diehard nerds like me that are also excellent, this is the one to subscribe to if you only want one. And who doesn't? Mm. Let's face it. Uh, Next is from Haley72, uh, who says, the best fan podcast um, ever. And that's coming from a fan podcast junkie. I love the show format. Casual, a little silly, always fun. Host, <laughs> a little silly. <laughs> Thank, that's the kind most generous you. review I've ever gotten. Just referring Casual. to a pod, just referring to me as a little or the the show is a little silly. Meaning me. Thank you for that. Oh wow! Uh, the <laughs> yeah. hosts, a healthy variety of backgrounds and interests, and the guests yeah. they bring in. Hodor, seriously, mm-hmm. the best. Uh, best of all, you can tell that the hosts are having fun. Yes, we are. Uh, yeah. I hope you guys always keep that enthusiasm. As soon as this starts to feel like a chore, we, the listeners, will know. And it just oh. won't be the dun, same. Dun, dun. Then we won't get oh, five no. stars anymore. Oh, Damn yeah. It. And tell mm. Sam I said hello. Hi, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got to be having fun with something to do over 100 times of True. it. True. Oh. And one final review here. Um, I like it. It's, it's actually uh, my favorite review that I've seen so far today. And it's from T. Sully, <laughs> one, 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 one. And it says, this is not one of those podcasts where they say, okay, in scene one, this happened. Thoughts? It just flows <laughs> naturally and it's entertaining. It's seriously the best one out there. So, guys, this review, thoughts? <laughs> well, you know, if it's my turn to talk, we'll take turns on this. Okay. I really thought that this review was succinct. I thought his use of punctuation was good. Uh, overall, it flowed naturally. Good review. I agree, Zach. <laughs> I have nothing further to add. It's five stars really oh. highlighted. The, uh, the owner of this review is the uh, is the five is the five stars. 
Yeah, I'm going to give my own of this review. I'm going to get a little bit weird on it because I don't know how to do it very well. Uh, one out of one listeners found this review helpful to them for clicking. Was this review helpful? Yes. Oh, look at that. So yeah. I like to hear that. I like that to hear that they feel that as if it just is flows naturally. It's a it's an easygoing, laid back conversation because that's what we always talk about. You know, especially uh, as we as we conclude the show. You know, it's it's about just having great dialogue between friends, and that's what we're here doing. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's cool because we we will probably never ever consider, no matter how many listeners the show continues to get, because it's been going really really great and. And we're excited to move forward. And there's a lot of really fun stuff that we have planned, but pretty sure it's always just going to be us hanging out and then deciding what happens with it afterward. So stick around for that. They were just as unpredictable as the show. That's right. Yeah. And speaking of the show, it's ending on Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Bye, guys. We're done. We're done. (laughs) No, no, no. The show, the show. The 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 red running has happened. We can retire. It's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. The the, the my severance pay. You realize so season three is over. Boom, just like that. <laughs> Sunday evening. We you know you don't have to keep talking about it. Jeez. Thank you, Aries. <laughs> I just you know I want to rub it in. This is payback for for all the yeah, talk we did about the red wedding. He's like too. season finale, season finale, season finale. Oh God, what are you gonna do for the season finale? Are we gonna? Is there a special? Do we have a party set up? What are we doing for this? Here's what we're doing. Who's getting married? Finale. All right, I can't uh, believe Selena and Eric finale. are getting married. I just made it <laughs> happen. Beautiful couple, beautiful children. I'm I'm seeing it now. Uh, next up, we have a live episode on Tuesday. This is next up. Actually, we have an, uh, an actual episode coming out on Monday, which will be recorded just as normal. When mm-hmm. we watch the show, record directly after, it'll be your Monday episode. Chew on that one. It'll be fun. But on Tuesday evening, we're doing our first ever Game of Owns live stream where we record the episode alongside with you guys and wrap up season three in its entirety. No editing. No safety nets. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's so, going to be great. No, just I'm look excited. for... Yeah, look on I'm our site excited. for details. <laughs> look on our site for details About on how to pitch. find us and when specifically to find us once we set that up. Yeah, it'll be Tuesday evening, normally Tuesday. sort of stuff. I mean, we're going to have... By the time you guys listen to this episode, this is all going to be uh, decided. It's probably what we'll end up doing here now. But in the meantime, watch our Twitter, twitter.com slash Game of Owns. Watch our Facebook, facebook.com slash Game of Owns. And anything that, no edits, that any of us Zach, tweet. You're getting yeah, nervous, no right? You're sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we'll probably tweet something about it, including winners coming and yada, yada, yada. So just keep your feelers Oops, out. Yada, the, yada, news, yada. the news will be around. <laughs> is I that a new know. website? It should be. Yada, 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 yada dot com. Yeah. 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 Apple somebody sauce snap right that up in like I love apple sauce. Mott's applesauce, though. From the, from the All jar. All the way, Mott's. Mott's.